Podcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome back into AfterBuzz TV's the Good Wife. We are back after our mid-season break here at the start of March. We're talking about Dark Money today, the new episode this evening on The Good Wife. I'm Bobby DeMiro. As always, great to be back. Joined by Allison Law and Tara Johnson. Hello. Ladies, how are you two? It feels so good to be back, Bobby. You said that like a Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how was the break? What did you guys do in our little uh, winter break? I don't even remember. Like, it's been so long. It has. It's it feels like three months and like well, it, six it months. Was three months. How, how but long? it was because we had that weird like two week interlude where we got two episodes yeah. and then went back on a break. So it just didn't feel like working. Now, granted, we shouldn't complain about it because The Good Wife does twenty two episodes yes, a year, right. where most hour long dramas are doing you know fourteen yeah, or whatever. Right. So they are going above and beyond, but they do take a long break for football and all that sort of stuff. All award that shows. Stuff. I watched all the award <laughs> stuff, and now Alicia and everybody's back, and I'm back too. Woo-hoo. Thank goodness they're back. We got a lot to talk about today. Before we do it, if you haven't already, or if you're joining us for the first time now that the break is over, this is the perfect time. If you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe to the AfterBuzz TV channel. If you haven't already, shame on you. Mm. And if you're if you're listening on iTunes to the audio version, you better hit subscribe to the bod- podcast and rate us. Hopefully well. Five stars. Yeah. Ten uh, stars. Uh, uh, sure. If that's an option. If, yeah. But if not, five stars. <laughs> Whatever the highest number, no, it's five. Rate us rate us five stars on there. Tell us what you think. You can also comment on YouTube and Twitter. I'm at Bobby DeMiro. She is That's A-Law and TJ wagging her tail. That's me. Wagging that's it. On A-Law. Twitter. Wagging it. So if you guys want to tweet us during the show or afterwards, we're around there. Uh, okay. Let's just jump in. Jump in. Let's talk about Colin first. Colin Sweeney's back. So you know it's going to be kooky and creepy and, and, and nice suits. You know, Lamont mm-hmm. Bishop has some competition for best wardrobe on the show this episode. That's think. true. That's true. Yeah, come on. Colin Sweeney's got nice suits. Mm, yeah, nice I didn't shoes. like the ties. I didn't I like, like the, the ties. Really? I didn't like the ties this time, but it's okay. Okay. But he and his wife are the kookiest, craziest, most eerie couple ever. They seem like they're absolutely perfect for each other. Renata is a... F- she has a few screws loose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> that makes the relationship fun, right? Well, let's talk about that relationship. <laughs> uh, before we get into his story, Allison, I want to ask you a question about a scene that that really got you hot and bothered. Don't look Uh-oh. at me like that. Which one? Let's talk about Colin <laughs> on trial, on the stand at trial, talking about dominating women and men dominate women. What, uh, Allison, was your reaction to that scene? I mean, you know, every once in a while, us ladies... You know, a little bit of foreplay. We don't mind when he's dominant every once in a while, but it's not an ongoing thing. But I could relate when he was saying that. It was, you know, you can relate. I was to like, that. Mama, don't like, include me. And if my that, mama watches me, don't include me. I can relate to that, you know. That was the G rated version. Oh, my yeah. ex fiance. You know. But you know the G-rated version, Allison, yes. of what you said in the viewing Bobby, room. I'm, I'm not going to repeat it because I don't want to get an FCC notice or something. But it was it was intense. It was He's different. Joking. Let's just say Did she I enjoyed say, herself. Are you agreeing? No, 
No, I'm definitely agreeing. No, but that's what happened to you over the break. That's okay, though. Up. That's all right, y'all. She's acting totally up. Right. She's supposed to be on my side. I am on your side. side. I am on your side because anything that brings you pleasure, I'm happy for that. And this Girl, scene, but. you know, there you go. <laughs> it was cute. It was cute. I mean, just like me, I'm cute. So, hey. Okay, let's talk Colin. <laughs> let's jump in now, people. If they haven't turned it off already, they definitely just turned it off on that interchange. Let's talk about Call It Murder. That's the name of the fictional show. Mm-hmm. The fictional character was, where is he? Bernard Loomis. Loomis, yeah. Uh, who, by the way... I wonder who that actor was on the stand with Bernard Loomis. I don't know. It was the no weirdest idea. thing. Please tell me that it was the same actor oh, playing same both actor roles. Because if you were able to find someone, yeah. I was like, this is the strangest thing ever. That's the, he was playing like a weird, almost kind of a beetle or something. He was like <laughs> he was like a member of the Beatles on the stand. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, this is a classic Law & Order type show, obviously, mm-hmm. where they take... You know, stories from the headlines, and this one didn't change anything. Law and Order will change some things, or it ends differently, or whatever. Uh, call it murder, obviously, didn't change anything <laughs> from the facts of the case. The interesting thing, though, with this is Colin Sweeney has already been acquitted in a criminal court of law, mm-hmm. and he has also been found not liable for the civil suit, the wrongful death suit afterwards. Um, and what we know about O.J. Simpson, which seems to be the the acquittal like stereotype for American court right now, uh, you can't try somebody twice. Double jeopardy doesn't apply. Right. So he, you know, Colin Sweeney could have gotten on the stand and said, I totally murdered my wife. Here's how I did it. It's exactly what you thought. And he would not have spent a day in jail for that. Now, he would have been maybe held liably, liable civilly right. in a different case. But there's no criminal prosecution after that. Um, so I guess I'll open it up to you guys. Seeing this now and seeing Colin again, this murder case is, you know, seasons old. But seeing him again, did he kill his wife? Because we've never talked about this. You, the three of us oh, have never talked us, about this. Right. Did he kill his wife? Uh, duh. <laughs> I mean, what the heck? <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, it seems okay. like it's he might have killed her. With a little flair, though, I have to say, given the base on the what show. Was the flair? The, the show, tie I mean, choking her? It was the choking. It was the turning the music up. It was the, let me take the tie from her neck. Oh, let me call you back 911. It wasn't just a regular okay, murder. Okay, that's a little flair. That's what you, you call know, a crazy flair. It, it wasn't like flare. a snapped murder where you just, yeah. like, burn the person so and walk away. So you he did it classy or something? I, I don't even judge. I'm not even going to judge and rank murder. But he definitely did it the Colin Sweeney way. Let's put it that way. But did he have chum hum in the background on his laptop while he did it in real no, life? No. Don't think so. That's where okay. they made the mistake at. And that is where they made That's the mistake. That's where they made the huge mistake. Yeah. That is the huge mistake. And it's so stupid of the producers mm-hmm. in the fake show, the Call It Murder show, mm-hmm. to have put that in there because it's so unnecessary. It's not like it's Sweeney's company. It's a different client of... Alicia and Diane's firm. Right. But it's not Sweeney's company, so he doesn't stand to be hit with it in a different way. Right. So why would you even have it on screen for, what do they say, three minutes and 42 seconds? That's an eternity. That's a huge mistake to make by a network in a show. Like, the lawyers were off base. I mean, the producers, the the camera people. Everyone just missed this one. And it's a huge mistake to miss. But they're right. It could have cost them $50 million mm. for, like, That's three minutes and 42 seconds. You know? Yeah. They can use my trademark and pay me fifty million. <laughs> I would have I sued him for it. I would have. That's what they were going to do. The whole, but I would have yeah. went to the, the judge, presented what I had, and then went against them and sued them just for, just because. Like that's what you get. That's what you get. You well, I mean, evidently, Alicia and uh, Carrie must not have thought that Colin was going to walk out of this thing. That Krauss, that the attorney for the producers, the attorney for the television network or whatever, had enough. The preponderance of the evidence was enough to. You know, not convict him, but to make him, 
without beyond a reasonable doubt say that oh he could have done this murder so therefore our interpretation is not defamation because mm-hmm. it could have actually happened i have to so. say that whole when the judge was like are you prepared to prove that colin sweeney killed his wife and go through the whole thing that was so bogus to me in such kind it of a so waste fake, right? yeah it was like yeah. a waste of time almost i mean We've gone through this. We've gone through the murder trial. We've gone through the wrongful, you know, lawsuit, the wrongful death suit. And now to bring this up again and go through it all over again, I was like, why are we doing this? I mean, it did bring out a lot of stuff about Alicia, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. But I thought it made Carrie and Diane look really bad because it seemed as if when it came to this case, I mean, Colin kept going to Alicia. That's his own comfort zone. But they seemed as if they had nothing. It was Alicia who came up with something to save the day over and over and over again. So, I mean, I was like, why are we just digging this up? There's nothing else we can come up with. We just seem like, I don't know. It just seems as we, we there was no originality there. I wanted a little bit more yeah. or wanted them to bring out something else. I feel like they need to add more time. They just threw that in. Something. You know? it just something. It wrapped up too but conveniently. It, really it was yeah. too The writing yeah. was like, we need to add more time, so let's just throw this throw corny part in. in. Well, I guess my question then, if we can link it to other things, and obviously Alicia going forward is going to be the main story with her campaign, so let's try to link this to Alicia. Her relationship with Colin has been well documented for a long time now, and mm-hmm. we kind of know that he's, like you said, her comfort zone. Right. Um, or she's his comfort zone, I should say. Um the coaching that she was doing today, not out of line, it's what a defense attorney does. Absolutely. Is that a prelude to anything in the future with Colin? Not to predict yet or anything, but I mean, he's threatened to leave the law firm. He's mm-hmm. threatened to say, oh, Carrie's the mole, when it turned out Renata was actually the How mole. How about that? Um, that was just, I don't even... And talking about the people who finance her pack. Yeah, talking yeah. about the people who finance her pack. That's a great point. That's kind of a dark omen that might come up to bite her again, mm-hmm. but maybe it doesn't because Colin's pleased. Like, but where I does really he don't go think from she, she cared. At the end of the day, she was like, you know what? I don't care. I'll I'll do what I can. And if that doesn't work for you, go to the press because I don't care. Like, she don't, his threats doesn't mean anything. She's her. idealistic enough, read ignorant enough, <laughs> to think that the pack doesn't matter. If you go to the press, it's not our pack. We're not involved. So if you cut them off, I can still win the case based on what I believe. Right. Yeah. Which is wrong. <laughs> think it was really interesting like in the show when when the Bernard Loomis was having his interaction with his attorney I can't remember what her name was Kraus I think not the attorney like the attorney in the show in the call it murder oh, oh, Debbie oh. something who said I cannot be bought oh, Debbie name, right, right yeah. Debbie Conlon who's supposed to be Alicia, <laughs> Alicia right back in the day Alicia was he was calling Alicia goody two shoes and you don't want to break the rules and now her coaching to Colin Sweeney in, in present day was nothing but not breaking the rules, but definitely going right up against the line. Like she was playing all the gray areas and all of his coaching. So I think it shows how she's changed over time from like goody two shoes person to, well, we'll do whatever we need to do to win for our client. Yeah. It's just completely different than she was before. And the flip side of that is Carrie and Diane confronting Colin and saying, you need to tell us you were joking about, which yeah. is true. They d- if yeah, the they defense attorney that. knows... You know, they they can't know the mm-hmm. truth. They have to just right, know what's been right. presented to them. Yeah. Um, but they them coming to him specifically and saying, we have to hear you say you were joking. Talk about playing by the rules. Absolutely. And then there's Alicia who's like, well, if you wanted to get on the stand, here's what you could say. Can you act? <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically, can you, you act? You can answer he the question a, a without answering the job. question. She did yeah. a great job. Great, right? He was like, oh, yes, go with that. Go on, go the on. tears and everything. Of course he did a great job because he was aroused on the stand. He wasn't thinking about the problem. Prosecution. He was thinking about Renata. Oh my gosh! Oh. There was so much sex in the air in the show. I can't even tell you. It was just too much. Like, one was it too was much, mad. Allison, or was one it just she enough? She was for mad, you? and she had a little attitude. And the next minute, you know, she was happy again. 
<laughs> yes. They are a special couple. Special couple. Uh, yeah, special's not the word I would right. use. Right, right. Troubled. They're an outlier, and I don't mean that in a good way. I'm not talking about a Malcolm Gladwell outlier. Yeah. I'm talking about the bad side. I yeah. think they're both, they both are troubled, and they have psychological issues. Don't we all, though? But if they do, they're solving each other's issues together as they bask in each other's pheromones and whatever else they said they were doing. So they're, they're a special pair. <laughs> they're a special pair. Hey, you know what? We all are just trying to find somebody to come home to at night. <laughs> and if he can find somebody to come home to and choke the crap out of, and that's their thing, hey man. good hey. for him. Hey man. Just don't kill this one. Right. Try but not to. What did I say when we were watching? If, a, if, if he cheats on you, or if he cheats with you, he'll cheat on you. Right. If, if he, he kills, kills the woman before the you... Then he will kill you, duh. Something to think about, Renata. I Just putting season, it out there. Season 10, we're going to see the yeah. Renata murder trial or mm-hmm. something like that. It's going to be it's coming. It's coming. He will be back, and he won't get away with it this time. There's your four-year-in-advance prediction. How to, get away to get, how, to, how to get away with murder. No, well, how not, not the second time. Murder. It's like OJ. OJ got away with murder the first time, and then he went to jail for the stealing his own merchandise. I think that... that Colin Sweeney's got the same. Yeah. Oh, every, I get nervous whenever we mention OJ. Yeah. Listen, Colin, Colin called himself deal. the white OJ, he so did. this is fair. He did, totally. This, totally. These, these are facts. It's absolutely true. <laughs> Don't get emotional. I, li- I loved how this was really subtle, but he called himself the white OJ on a camera angle of the black like, judge. And, and the yeah, judge was yeah. just kind of like sitting yeah. there, not offended, but like... And what? he looked back at him like, yeah, I'm the white OJ. <laughs> that, that judge had like few lines, but his expressions and just the way he... like He, he told how he felt the entire time because... Colin was crazy. The um, defense attorney was crazy oh, for the network. Doubt. Like it was, that was the most insane courtroom ever, 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 ever. <laughs> without a doubt. And there was one key in the courtroom. This is the only transition point we can find on these two topics, huh. where Kalinda's phone rings and she has to take a call from Lamont Bishop. So let's talk hey. about Kalinda. Colin Sweeney is always a sideshow. It's always kind of funny. Yeah. Maybe he will come up again with that whole pack dark thing. money pack thing, or maybe he will kill another person and we have to deal with him again. But in the meantime, there were serious parts of this story. And the first one is Kalinda and Lamont. He calls her and says, I need a favor. Wait, before that, he says, why does it take you eight rings to answer my call? Sounds like a jealous boyfriend. Excuse me? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like, the one thing I, I can say about let me, the Kalinda. Let me cut you off real quick okay. because I, I just realized this. This what? is what's different between men and women or maybe just me and Allison. I'm focused on, hey, he wants a favor. This is crazy. No. Our lovely, wonderful I'm woman, Allison, on. is like, oh, you will not tell I'm me about on. the eight rings. You checking me talking about, excuse me, it took you eight. Hello? If, if it takes me ten rings, like, I must have been busy. Like, who are you? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, like she one. is single and ready to mingle. We'll give her phone number out at the end of the show. I'm so single you and I'm not ready to mingle. Wonderful <laughs> kids can call her. Uh, just kidding, we will not be giving her phone number out. Um, okay, rings aside. Okay. When Lamont Bishop said, you know, it's time for your favor, whatever mm-hmm. he said, what was going through y'all's head? That that definitely wasn't it. Nope. Uh, definitely not. And the definitely way he said not. the favor you owe me, and I just thought it was going to be more dark or something, like terrible, especially when she met up with them and had the little gangster dudes. They're yeah. like, well, we had to do all of that for you to tell me to pick up your son? Pick up at 3 o'clock. I, I didn't know. I don't know if she was like supposed to be the bodyguard of some terrible criminal or something. I don't know. I thought it was going to be more like blood or something dangerous. And why only for two weeks? Is he like on a job for two weeks that he can't do it and so a bodyguard can't? Or why or the short test? I don't know. Or he just want to test her? I, it's stupid. It's really strange because even when he said, 
you need to be here at this address and gave her a sheet of paper at three o'clock for the next two weeks. You're going to pick up someone. Never did he say, why didn't he simply say, I need you to pick up my son right. at school. She knows Dylan. <laughs> right. Yeah. I need you to pick up my son from school for two weeks. Thanks. Like, it, yeah, why did it, it be this big, so, mysterious thing? I don't know. It was this big, mysterious thing. And I want to know why for two weeks and not forever versus a day. Like, where's the old bodyguard? Like, what's going on? Did he kill him or something? Yeah, or, or is Lamont just indisposed for two weeks? But you or does he just want her company? Because you know he's starting to have someone there to talk to and confide in. So that's that is. Know. I'm glad you said that because that is my contention with Lamont right now. This may change. Remember my prediction a while ago about how Kalinda, who will leave the show, right. my prediction was that Lamont would kill her because a couple episodes ago, that's what it was looking like. Yeah. I think now he's becoming too much of a sympathetic character. We're seeing too much of him with his son. Getting oh, his the, emotions. The yeah. hardest thing I've ever had to do yeah. is raise yeah. my son. You know, that's, he's not, it's not a Guatemalan gangster. It's mm-hmm. my son. It's like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> so with him being a sympathetic character as he is, I'm not sure he's going to kill her anymore. Yeah. A lot can change. Yeah. I know what's going to happen. I'll tell you guys later. But Oh, well, that sounds oh, like a good prediction for later. Like great prediction. He's going to kill her in a different type of way. He's going to kill her heart with love. No. <laughs> I mean, um, I find it interesting that this whole Lamont Kalinda thing shows his one vulnerable spot, right? Like, this man has everyone in town trembling, mm-hmm. but all you need is All-American Mike to threaten his son. He's almost in tears. Like, right. this is his soft spot. But did you notice he, I thought he was going to get somebody to beat up that little boy. He just <laughs> called the parents like, okay, I just want to let you know. Like, real calm. Like, what was that Well, about? he's such a legend. I think when, when you know, Mr. Dad All-American Mike Sr. gets a call from Lamont Bishop, the dad's like, Listen, All-American Mike Jr., I can't explain why, but you can't touch this kid anymore because if you do, we're all going to (laughs) disappear. But what else can Lamont do than call the parents? Yeah, Like, he has to be above board. I mean, Kalinda already jacked up the kid in front of everybody. Kids kids at a private school cannot just start going missing every time one of them messes with Lamont Bishop's son, or that's going to look a total red flag. Yeah, poor kid. I mean, that's all he can do is try to do the right thing. He can threaten the son and say, you know, I won't touch your son, but... The things that your son is doing to my son, I will do to you times twenty. So you need to get that under control. But I, I think that's his. I think that's his problem, though. I think that's where his frustration lies because anything outside of something dealing with his son, he would handle it that way. I'm Lamont Bishop. Don't you know who I am? You will disappear off this earth in two seconds. But with this kid, because it's his son, he can't do that. So I think that's where he feels. Like, he feels trapped, and that's why I think he's so angry. My question is, how are you the son of Lamont Bishop, and you're such I'm, a little punk? I'm glad that like you, you said that. Like, you did fight classes or something? And like I have an answer class? for you. What is your answer? All of us, even us with no children, all of us, I think, would want, theoretically, our kids to do better than we right. do. Like, our parents wanted us to do better than they did. Even if they did well, you want your kids to do better. You want the next generation to be better. If you are Lamont Bishop and you sell drugs, or, excuse me, you allegedly <laughs> sell drugs for a living and kill people and do all this stuff, sure, you're intimidating, sure, you're successful, sure, you're whatever, but you look at your own son and you say, the stuff I had to do to get here, which we probably can't even imagine, I don't want him to go through that. But at least he should I, but have protection point. classes. I don't want him like, in this life. I don't want him showing the slightest bit of aggression because if he does, he falls into my path. I want to get him the furthest away I can, and that means him being the most normal kid, and, and it means not you know, even taking karate. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but nothing violent. He's a normal kid. This is. I don't want him to live my life. I want him to do it on his own merits. I mean, regardless, I, I feel like any parent that's even a normal parent put their classes in some their 
child in some type of defense class. Like, I'm going to put my kids in a defense class. I didn't. You just need to know. I just disabled people with wit. Every child should know how to protect themselves, you know? Like, right, no, I agree. I mean, that's just I've weird. never been in a fight in my entire life, but my parents did say, if someone hits you, you defend yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't seem like Dylan had anything yeah, in him to defend him himself at like, all. That was just well, weird. He's just a little punk. I'm look like at punk. from his, maybe he's a shy kid. He is. Maybe he's clearly not, you know, the Allison Law type. Definitely not. <laughs> but maybe, can't he's, be my son. maybe he's just a shy kid. Maybe he's trying to find his own. He's like 12 years old, man. You gotta let didn't, him... Um, all-American Mike remind you of Bobby when he was younger? <laughs> Everyone, if you agree, please leave a comment and say, All-American Mike favored Bobby when he was younger. And you're a bully, too, so it fits you well. In what way have I ever bullied you? <laughs> what? The f- <laughs> We're not going to talk personal business. And we are back. <laughs> That's what I can say. Okay. And we are back. <laughs> We're the brain Check bunch, the guys. Twitter direct messages. Um, <laughs> Hashtag Bobby looks like All-American Mike. You know what? That'd be fine because All American Mike probably loves America like me. He probably does his schoolwork like me. He might push little kids. I don't push little kids, but he push big kids. We might have a lot of similarities besides pushing little kids. So I'm with you, All American Mike. Okay. Alrighty then. Um, Let's move on because we've bottomed out on this one. Um, And I want to hold the rest of Lamont Bishop. There's a hundred thousand predictions to be taken from that. Yes. So let's hold that for predictions. Okay. Because I know I think we're all going to have a Lamont Bishop prediction probably. Um, Although I will say that is another smooth looking man. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Lamont is is doing the doc on thing. But again, (laughs) I today I just wasn't feeling the ties. Like and his suits. I mean, I, I love the combinations, the pinstripes and the stripes and the shirt, but. I don't know. The ties are just, I just, it just wasn't going for the ties today. I'm fine with it. We can go shopping and find another tie if that's what you like to do. But the ones that I just didn't, I weren't feeling the ties. That's all good. I didn't pay attention to the ties today. Real quick, I guess, last question that I'm thinking about him, the only reason I don't know why this popped up. Um, well, two things, really. First off, who was he talking to on the phone when Kalinda came in at one point? He was like yelling and he had to stick his head out and say, okay, thanks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that significant or does it just show the dichotomy between his son and his day job? It honestly looks to me like he doesn't, as much as he, he wants protection and wants his son to be protected, it doesn't even look like he pay attention to him when he's at home. It's like he's always on that darn phone. Like, how does he ever have daddy-son time and, like, how was school, what's going on? I don't know. Well, he weird. insinuated it. He said, I'll be up soon, do your homework, no video games. So, theoretically, we think they spend time together. Well, I don't know, because what he said to Kalinda is a part of your job is to tell me everything he says. So, why can't you talk to your son right. and figure out what he has to Which say? Which alludes to the fact that your son's not talking to you. He is 12. You know, you're in that peace, that pre-tweet. I mean, those you know that those teenage years, you don't talk to your parents. You know, and it could be that he's scared, but he definitely showed that he was nervous because he said, "Kalinda, do not tell my dad about this with All American Mike. He'll just get mad." Right. Also, what's up with that car that's been following him for the past? That was my next question. Is it something? Was it the same Escalade each time? It was. So, do we worry about this? I think so. I mean, I think definitely something is going on, and for whatever reason, he thinks it has two weeks is involved. I don't know if it's something with the school, that he can't go to the school, or he thinks something's going on. I'm not really sure, but Let me, there's something. Didn't Lamai used to pick him up from school? I think so. I, th- I know we've seen, have scenes where the two of them were in the car around, I guess, school ending time. Right, I don't know. Let me ask you guys a question that might blow your mind. Uh, is the car trailing Dylan? Or, or is the car trailing Kalinda? Look at you being smart and cute today. Well, <laughs> I will hold that into my predictions. Oh, okay. All right. For me, well, I'll hold that into my well, predictions. there you have it. Because we never got a 
uh, final word when she called in the license plate. We never heard what the license plate was. Or, no, we did. Yeah, he, I'm sorry, we yeah, did. She, she gave did. the name she to She gave the name Bishop, to But it wasn't a significant He didn't think name. anything of it. He was yeah. like, just tell me if it's the I same mean, one but tomorrow. But that can always be somebody else's car and not the exact people inside. Yeah, oh, for sure. Totally. So. Interesting. Okay. I'll be interested to see what your prediction is, Tara. Let's move on to our third topic of the day. That is the big one, really. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Alicia, Frank, uh, Guy Redmayne. Whew, how about Ed Asner? Ed Asner is doing it. I am absolutely. <laughs> when I saw him, I didn't know what to expect. And then the words that came out of his mouth from 20-year-old testicles to, what did he say? I will bang her until she screams like a $5,000 night whore. I was like, this is not the Ed Asner of before. Do you know what I like to imagine? I like to imagine him going in, Ed Asner, not the character, Asner himself, going into casting and then being like, hey, we want to put you on The Good Wife. We want to do a character. And because he's so likable, I can imagine him being like, yeah, I have one request. I want to play a jackass. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let me do something totally different. He did different. a good job playing that. Oh, role. for sure. Absolutely. I, I believed sure. him for a second. I was like, can he really do that and have her like <laughs> not walking for two weeks? Oh my god. <laughs> I love the response of where in your briefcase. I loved it. It was cute. It was cute. Uh, But what do we make about him, you know, funniness aside, what do we make about Alicia having the ability to turn down his money when he started language advisories calling everybody fags? Yeah. She didn't turn down the money. I think what we're starting to see is, I think, what the how naive Alicia was going into into this whole campaign thinking I have good intentions I can leave being a defense attorney and go to the good side and be city attorney and do all this good but I don't think she realized the dirt that you have to go through to get there and so you're starting to see it you're starting to catch up with that yeah and she's she's making the choices to win I mean now it's to the point where she's like I want to win but it's all a game it is all a game and she's playing it now she's playing it but it catches up to her when she talks with her daughter. Absolutely. So, yeah. Is it any less evil to abide by while evil goes on? Not to say that Guy Redmayne is evil, but the things he was saying were not above board. Sometimes everybody's money isn't good money. I, I don't know what may come with his money, so... Well, you know it comes with his money. Come down, let me, sit down, let me look at your pretty legs. Listen. You know it comes with the money. No, wherever he was supposed to be from, Earth. California, Arizona, I Phoenix. Guess. Yeah, something. No, no, you know, millionaire, billionaire in Phoenix is going to give a million dollars to a state's attorney's race in Illinois and not want something in return. Yeah. I, I think he's we'll disgusting, but you know what? He's rich. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I think I think she could have, he was so enamored with her, right, that he could, she could have told him off. He would have just completely gotten off on it because he thought she was hilarious and still taking the money. It was she, the fact she just didn't say anything. She did kind of tell him off. He took the testicles in the briefcase thing as a joke, and it kind of was. There was also some truth to that. She was like, oh. dude, you're not. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> yeah, but she could have said a lot more when he just simply sure. said about Frank Prey and said yeah. he's a fact. I'm, I'm sorry for the language, but, you know, called him yeah. that. She never. She tried to clean she up tried. and say, "Well, he but was married," day, but that wasn't very convincing. Yeah. At the end of the day, we all know uh, Alicia's weak in her own little ways, certain areas. So she's not strong really at speaking up. She needed to be trained for that. If her little team told her, "This is what you say," if this is thrown at you, then that's when she's prepared for things. When when something happens on her own, she's like, "Oh my god, what do I do?" So, and I feel like. If Guy Redmayne is as much of a Democratic donor as he is and as impactful in Democrat races and stuff like that and extremely rich and definitely eccentric, even if her team didn't know the whole fag thing, just because he's so eccentric, her campaign manager needs to know that and say, hey, listen, he's kind of a womanizer, he's kind of a kook, whatever the thing is, here's the intel. Kind of be ready to bob and weave with yeah. this dude because he's weird. But but 
it's possible they didn't know because she said, do you command this much privacy all the time? And mm. he was like, absolutely, I hate people. That's a good point. I love mankind, but, but I hate you would, people. But you would assume that Johnny, on some campaign at some level, would have run across Guy Redmayne or run across somebody who did and would know enough to be like, hey, listen, he may not know everything Guy Redmayne's going to say, but he may know enough to say, hey, listen, just watch for this. Right. I Expect think, this. Yeah, I, I agree, but I don't think anyone would care because, like he said, I have money. And I'm and I'm writing million dollar checks. You keep your mouth closed after the million dollar check I mean, is written. You forget the rest. Yeah. She came in to get one thing and to leave with one thing. And what was that? The money. She got so the money. He could talk all the mess he want. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got the check too. I'm walking out with the money. So. The well, money. here's my question: Is the money dirty? I mean, it's dark money. It's to her pack, so it is right. kind of dirty. But is it dirty in the theoretical sense? In the in the sense with Alicia. Because of what he said, the things he wants are the things she wants. The gun control, the sped up mm-hmm. prosecutions, those are good things. He likes our campaign issues. So the money on that regard is good. But is it all nullified by the fact that he called Prady a fag? You know, are you, is, is it that morally cut and dry? Or do you kind of say his um, language and his actions are different? My question is, if Prady wasn't a fag, then who would have gotten the money? I think... Guy Redmayne, okay, speaking as a guy who's here, who's here, who hears people say this all the time, I think Guy Redmayne is using fag, and this is up for debate, obviously, in interpretation. Right. I think he's using it not necessarily just in the gay sense, but in the wimpy sense. And it is a gay pejorative, and he wants to put that on Prady. Mm-hmm. And say you're gay, a, you're acting gay, whatever punk. it is. He's a punk. Exactly. It's kind of a wimp yeah. thing. It's kind of a punk thing. And it's not necessarily as much as you would think a critique of homosexuality, although it most certainly is. Right. But it's that on top of you're punk, you're a wimp, I don't like you, whatever that is. It's kind of a layered insult. And then when little Miss Cute Alicia walked in, come on now, she's cuter than that. So Exactly. She is. When I mean, you're pretty, sometimes you get what you want. It works. Um, but, exactly. But we digress. Um, I mean, I I don't think Alicia would have had as big of a problem with this and would have cried at the end of the episode had she and Frank Prady not been having these sidebar Bar, meetings yes, that no yes. one knows about. I yeah. mean, there's no good can come from these meetings. We all knew sooner or later it was going to get to a point where you're in a campaign and, yes, you respect that person and all that kind of good stuff. But when those poll, when it's getting close to the polls and the numbers are running neck and neck, you don't want, you shouldn't be having these conver- these sidebar conversations. So I think Frank is getting in her head more than she even wants to admit to the point that now she's yeah, going to start. I've always thought it was mental. What he was yeah. doing to me is bringing extra pressure and stress totally. on her. So I've always thought that. And I've never, we've yet to really see her ask anything of him. He's he's come to always her and said, right, is the robocall mm-hmm. thing, can you get your pack to stop? Can you get your pack to do this? We've yet to see Alicia go to him and say, can you get your campaign to not do this? It's always Frank to Alicia, yeah. and she's always complying with his request. I'm, I'm amazed that she's still polling behind because she won that debate in the kitchen. Right. In the kitchen. She won this robocall thing. Even though she didn't like it, that robocall was effective enough that he needed it stopped, and she got Guy Redmayne's money. So Frank Prady should be losing. Well, they're <laughs> like, at the end of the day, it's always this, um, is it sexist? She's sexist, right? She's a woman, no. Whatever. She's a woman, he's a man. So, you know, it's kind of always harder for when a woman is running for a position. Well, yeah, that's definitely true. But, they, I mean, they did say at the beginning of the episode they were, as far as the polls, with the with the margins, neck yeah, and neck. Yeah, there was in the margins. Sure. So, in, in the beginning, it was an eight-point lead that Frank Prady had. So, she's completely caught up with him on that. Now, she just needs to win. And now, she's in it to win it. 
And that's why and, she got Red Man's sure, money, what, right? Mm-hmm. And the question remains, what does Ed Asner want? Or, you know, got Red Man. <laughs> Not really Ed Asner. We know what, what he wants. wants. Well, besides Alicia. I'm saying besides Alicia. What does he What does he want, Allison? He wants that. I, I think I know what that means. I have no <laughs> okay, hey, we got a few minutes left, and I want to get enough time. Uh, I'm sure we probably missed something on Frank and Alicia. If we did, comment on YouTube, tweet us, you know, all that good stuff. Hopefully, we didn't miss anything huge. I, know. I don't think we did, but I want to have enough time to get to predictions because this is going to be fun. So let's do predictions right now. And now, you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> Whatever that noise was, Allison, you get to go first. You have to. What are you drinking? What did I drink before? Um, God, Lee, guys, why did you do this to me? My predictions. Come on, the show just came back on. You know, I have to watch a few more. But off of this episode, I really don't know because I didn't see enough. Like, I don't know what's going on with Peter. I don't. I haven't seen that much of Kalinda just with her and um, Bishop, but I haven't seen her like actually at work and seeing her what's going on with the case that happened before she left. Like, did she get caught? Did they find out? So I really don't know until the next um, few episodes so I can get a feel of what's going on. Okay. That was the most diplomatic way of saying you got nothing. <laughs> no, it's actually just me being safe right now. I'm not speaking too soon. No, this is predictions. You're allowed to speak. This is the segment but to I speak soon. I do have one thing to say about little Kalinda and Lamont Bishop. Okay. I think they're going to do the... We should well, get, we, like, subtitles we know or something. We know it's on Allison's mind like. tonight. It's been, a, it's been a tough weekend for her, apparently. Tara, what it do you have? I, I, my prediction is, you know, Kalinda and Lamont. A little they bit different, though. A little, no, 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 no. Little, little different, though. <laughs> oh, I do think we've, we're starting to see, as I said before, Lamont's vulnerability with his son, Dylan. And mm-hmm. I do think there's something between... And, and when Kalinda walked out the door, remember Dylan said, don't tell my dad. She found, you know, Lamont found out. Kalinda turned around, and when she turned around, I thought she was turning around for Dylan in, in order to go back and try to calm Lamont down before he did something he'd regret later that would embarrass Dylan at school and all that kind of stuff. So I do see something happening, unfortunately, with Dylan that's going to make Lamont very vulnerable. He's either going to reach out to Alicia and Carrie and Diane to help him with this, mm. but the person who's going to ultimately help save him, I think, it's is going to be Kalinda. And I think and that's, that's going to be the way Kalinda exits the show. Our predictions are increasingly similar. Uh-huh. Great minds. Um, one, Great major, minds. one major difference. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on Kalinda exiting the show over Dylan and Lamond. It's too far into the season and she is too deep into this. Her her FBI girlfriend's not going to come back. That'd yeah. be too random. Mm-hmm. This is the storyline that's going to kill off Kalinda Uh-oh, one way or another. Bobby so here's what happens. Break it down, Bobby. Break it down. Lamond is getting vulnerable. And Dylan is very important to him. Whoa. Easy, chief. Including <laughs> you. You back off. And Dylan is very important to him. And we've already seen when Kalinda didn't tell him what All-American Mike did, Mm -hmm. how mad he got, just in the split second, and then calmed down and did the right thing. Dylan is valuable to other drug dealers, to Lamont's competitors. Dylan is a kidnap risk. Always probably has been, certainly is now. I think Dylan gets kidnapped or taken or, or, or maybe even killed. I don't know. Something bad happens to Dylan. 
you know, God bless him, I like him. Yeah. I think something bad happens to him. Lamont goes off the deep end and in retaliation for not protecting him, maybe some other specifics oh, wow. happen, he kills Kalinda. Like, you were wow. supposed to protect her and it's that car that's following them. Mm-hmm. Wow, and that's... whether it's this car that's following him storyline or someone down the road that we won't obviously know because it's going to happen in but a bunch of episodes. To quick, do a quick piggyback. Remember she was in the car with him and he was like, Big Mike, All-American dude, said that my dad killed my mom. Yeah. Yeah. So that my dad killed my mom, and then my friend moved to Vegas, you know. I mean, maybe that's true, and we take it at face value, but maybe the friend moved Is, to Vegas or something else happened. Who knows? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Wow. <laughs> Let us know what you think yeah, about these predictions. <laughs> I think, listen, uh, the broadest prediction for me is Kalinda is not going to exit the show alive. I think she's going to die. Okay. I agree, but I still think after they have a <laughs> moment. I don't think any of that shoulder stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> Just think. Here's the shoulder. <laughs> Let me see what it looked like. Show me what it looked like. Show me. I can't repeat that. What the shoulders that. look like. I can't repeat Try. that. Here's how it breaks down. That. It's like a horror movie when you think about it. A classic horror movie. Kalinda has sex and then she dies. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Who said that? You. You said she's going to have sex, and I, I say she's going to die. Did I ever say that? No, she just worked it out uh, with the show. I didn't know anything else, y'all. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> Allison, I'm scared to ask, but if they wanted to tweet you, <laughs> Guys, where could they do that? Guys, tweet me at That's A Law, T H A T S A L A W. And you can find me on TJ Wagging Her Tail. Goodness gracious. I'm on Twitter at Bobby Demiro. That's it this week on The Good Wife. We'll be back one week from today for the next episode, which looks kooky. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens when we do it. But until then, talk to us on Twitter, YouTube, all that good stuff. See you guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.